I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's clear Edward Snowden wants asylum somewhere. What's not clear is how or where the former security contractor might get asylum. Snowden is wanted by the U.S. on espionage charges for leaking details about secret NSA surveillance programs. He reportedly remains in the transit area of Moscow's Shermetyeva airport, where he's been since the 23rd of June. From there, He's banged out requests for asylum to some 21 countries so far, according to WikiLeaks. But so far, it doesn't look like a bunch of nations are clamoring to help out. Joshua Keating is associate editor of Foreign Policy magazine. Where do things stand now, Josh? I'm hearing Venezuela and Bolivia are open to the idea of asylum for Snowden, but haven't actually received a request. Right. Well, it's clear that Snowden's original intention was to travel to Latin America. But while he was in transit, the U.S. revoked his passport, which leaves him unable to leave uh, the Moscow airport. Ecuador originally seemed like a promising country for him. That's, of course, the country that's uh, sheltering WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange in its embassy in London. But uh, Rafael Correa, the president of Ecuador, now seems to have made it clear that uh, it would take months to process that asylum request, and it could only be made in person if he had actually made it to Ecuadorian soil. The only two countries that have really responded positively, as you mentioned, are uh, Venezuela and Bolivia. I mean, Snowden's made the asylum request, apparently, of a bunch of countries, Austria, Finland, Norway, Spain, Ireland, Poland, Switzerland. And so far, it seems those countries have rejected his request outright simply because he's not making the request on their territory. How clear are the rules on that, that if you want asylum, you've got to already be in the country? Well, the majority of countries require that you actually be present in the country to make a request for asylum. A number of countries, particularly in Latin America, which is what makes this interesting, have a concept called diplomatic asylum, where you can apply for asylum at a country's embassy. So theoretically, if he could uh, make it to an embassy of of one of these countries in Moscow, somehow get out of the airport, this is something they could try. But, you know, it's often tricky to leave the airport under these conditions. This kind of recalls the case of uh, Mehran Karimi Nasser, who's the Iranian exile who lived for almost 17 years in uh, Paris's Charles de Gaulle airport after he wasn't able to travel anywhere Mm. to file uh, asylum papers and inspired a Tom Hanks movie in the process. Right. Um, And as far as where Snowden is now, it's kind of awkward. I mean, he's in the transit area of an airport in Russia. So technically, he's not on Russian soil. How much diplomatic immunity does one actually gain by being in the transit area of an airport? Right. Well, the position of the Russian foreign ministry in this case is that the transit area is not considered Russian soil. There was some discussion that he would actually apply for asylum in Russia, but the Russian government has made it fairly clear they're uh, not very enthusiastic about that idea. Although um, Vladimir Putin made a somewhat cryptic comment. He said that they'd be open to it if he stopped publishing documents that were you know, damaging to their American partners or, or something to that effect. But, you know, as long as he's sort of remains in this transit area, you know, he's he's sort of in geopolitical limbo. And there's uh, not much that, you know, any authorities can really do to either take him into custody or to provide him asylum. So for the time being, he just really seems to be stuck. And to make things even more complex, the U.S. has revoked his passport. So uh, I don't even know how he'd travel anyway, do you? I mean, if some country gives him asylum, I mean, say Venezuela wanted to take him in, how would that even work? It basically comes down to the Russian government's decision at this point. They have to sort of grant him access to either get on a plane or 
or get to an embassy in Moscow or get to an official plane. Like this sort of brings up an interesting parallel to the uh, Julian Assange case. He's been in the uh, Ecuadorian embassy in London for almost a year now. And, uh, you know, Ecuador's made clear they would grant him asylum. The problem is, you know, he can't get from the embassy, which is in the Knightsbridge area of London, to a plane to get to Ecuador. In the case of Assange, could a, a helicopter land on the roof and take him to the airport if, if that kind of scenario <laughs> evolved? Well, I, I'm not sure the uh, British police would give them uh, permission to do that. There have been some weird cases in the past. The uh, Egyptian government was once caught in the 1960s actually uh, shipping an uh, Israeli double agent they had caught through diplomatic mail. They'd actually packed him in a crate, but he was, he was sort of an unwilling passenger, so that he was discovered at the Rome airport. So there have been some sort of interesting uh, examples of trickery people have tried to get people, you know, through these checkpoints. But it's tough, especially when there's as much scrutiny as there are in these cases. Joshua Keating with Foreign Policy Magazine. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you.